Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Minister to us as a church. And I really believe that this morning God ministered. God, God did some amazing stuff just around st- stabilizing and bringing stability in our life through the cornerstone and the, our belief system in Jesus Christ. But you know what? Tonight, there's just some stuff that as we go into the 5 p.m. services, we want to really make these spaces a, an encounter space to come on and say, God, come on, move. You know, I believe in the Word of God and I believe in the teaching of the, of the Word of God and that it will go into our heart and grow deep and we'll be like trees planted by, by streams of living water and our, our roots will go down deep and we'll flourish in every season. And that's my paraphrase of Psalm 1. But I also believe in the presence and the encounter of the Holy Spirit. And so tonight I, I just want to share some thoughts. These are in our 5 p.m.s in the next little while running into the end of this, into the year. Is, is we're just going to believe to encounter Jesus. We're, I'm, I'm believing to encounter Jesus personally, but I'm also believing to encounter Jesus for you. Because in our environment, we create an atmosphere of expectation to believe that the power of God will come and move. On the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, it says that they were all in one accord in the upper room. They were praying. They were just praying, and, and then suddenly God moved, and the Holy Spirit was released into that room. It said it filled the room, and it filled them. And tonight as we've come and worshipped Jesus and tonight as we're sitting in our seats and I'm up here just trying to articulate a little bit of what God is, is, I believe is what God is wanting to do. I pray that we open our hearts and we say, Holy Spirit, come. Because I believe that this 5 p.m. service in the natural has the ability to, to taper off. Students are going to be moving home and moving away and moving back to their the place that they've come from until next year and their studies start again. But I'm really believing that in a place of hunger and a, and a place of expectation, it's going to be noise that Jesus is in the house. And it's not just about bringing, a place, bringing people to a place that we do good worship and, and we give out good chocolate, because it's Whitaker's, by the way. But it's a place where we have an expectation and say, come on, God, move. For years... Now, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 14, recommitted when I was 17, and I've been serving Him ever since. And even tonight when we sung that song, I made room. Meet me here, it reminds me of the, of the dedication of, of just making room for the Lord to move. And so I pray tonight, the Lord, you will move. I pray tonight for every single person in this room, whether they're feeling on top of the world or feeling like the world is on top of them. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd come and move because we make room for you. And so Holy Spirit, tonight, come and have your way in Jesus' mighty name. If you are taking notes, that's nice. I'm one of those people who takes notes and like I read about 0.5% of them. But uh, in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to 7, there's this story, there's this account of something that goes on. And let, let's just read it and we'll, we'll go from here. It says, One day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. 
So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? The man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at the spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. I don't know, that's pretty impressive. Like, I mean, we, we get pretty impressed with Peter walking on water. But when an axe head floats to the top of the water, I don't know about you, but I'm impressed. You can go on uh, America's Got Talent and watch all the greatest musicians, and it can be pretty impressive. But seeing something like this happen, I get blown away. Because in the natural, that is impossible. But here's the thing is, iron floats on water all the time. What well, does now, have you seen, looked out into the harbor recently? All those boats are made of iron, but they're made with a certain displacement, so they end up floating. An axe head has no displacement whatsoever. As you, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like I need to convince you tonight that an axe head will sink. Everyone in here is like, hey, that's, we've got it. An axe head sinks. The problem here. Is, is, is you can tell by the person who borrowed it, they're like, oh, sir, he cried out. It was a borrowed axe head. Now, for some of us in this day and age, we just think, oh, sweet. They're my mate. They won't need it back. Anyone ever borrowed something and forgotten to give it back? Who's even thinking right now, oh, sheesh, I've still got that thing in my garage. I've lent out so many tools. I don't know where they are. Someone's borrowing them. But in here, there's this, there's this state where they're like, oh, sir, it's a borrowed axe Now, let me just tell you why. why this was like a, a, a bad moment. Why? Because debt in a Jewish scenario is shame. If you, if you look at the culture of a Jewish culture, debt is shameful. And in fact, Desiree and I went to Israel four or five years ago, and you see all these buildings, all like, the, the, like four or five story buildings, and the first, second story are all finished, but then they've got steel just sticking up. Because what they do is they'll only spend on, on the money that they have. They will never go into debt. They'll never borrow Money and, and, and here, this is, this is what's going on because it's shameful. Here, this person has borrowed an axe head and it sunk into a situation was like, it's the Jordan River and it's lost. Didn't have metal detectors. Didn't have high-powered fishing magnets where they throw it into the water. Who watches that program, by the way? Okay, just me, all right. Aaron, we'll get down the back, all right. And, and but it sunk to the ground. And, and there was this shame factor. There was this massive shame factor was that they weren't able to, when they borrowed it, they obviously weren't able to afford to have one in the first place. Now they've got a debt that they have to replace it. And once they replace it, they don't have anything. And so there's this massive shame factor that's going on here. But what I love about this is that the, the, the prophet of God, Elisha, came with them. And they called out, this, this person called out to Elisha. 
And, and he, he said, oh, sir, he cried out, it was bor- a borrowed axe. So Elisha already knows what's going on. And he just asked this question, where did it fall? The man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water. And at that spot in the axe, head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. See, this is such a, an amazing picture, an amazing correlation of, of, the, of, of the Father of God, Father God, and of the grace of Jesus Christ. And you might be thinking I'm far-fetched here, but I really believe that when we bring something to the cross, see, Elisha prophetically grabbed a twig, a, a, a resemblance of the cross of Christ, and he brought it to the place where the axe head float, uh, sunk, and he gave it, and he, and he believed and, it's, and it floated. See, tonight, what I want to talk on is restoration. What I want to talk on is breaking off some of the things, some of the challenges, some of the disappointments, some of the hurts, some of the shame that we might be living with in life because of just something that's happened. You know, this guy was meaning well. They were, they were cutting down trees to make a new place of worship. He was helping out. He was like serving in church and then something goes wrong. And then there's this shame. Do you know how many people have left church because of shame? Too many. It really annoys me. And tonight, though, we can come before God. We can just nail things to the cross. Here's the thing is, you're not alone. We've all got stuff. We've all got sunken axe heads. We've got areas in our life where we just come on, God, I need you to restore this. Let me just share a couple of thoughts in in Job chapter 42, verse 10. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. I don't know if you've ever read the story or the, the poem or the play, whatever you want to call it, of Job. But man, did that guy go through some stuff. Lost his family, his, his daughters, his sons, his, his, his fortune all in one day. But here, at the end of the book of Job, it says the Lord restored the fortunes of Job and didn't just, just, just restore it to what it was. He restored it as double. Come on tonight, even if you're sitting there and saying, Lord, I'd love it if you would restore this. We're not just going for restoring back what we might have lost. We're going for, we're, we're believing and restoring, saying, God, come on, restore double tonight. Restore double tonight. Restore double tonight. Uh, in Jeremiah 30, verse 10, 17, it says, For I will restore health to you and your wounds. I will hear, heal, declares the Lord. Sorry, excuse me. What, what, where's your health tonight? Come on, we've got to believe that, that the axe head can float on your health. We've got to believe that, oh, this seems impossible. I've been praying for a long time. No, tonight, it could be the night. Tonight is the night that we're believing that the axe head will float on your health tonight. In Psalm 51, verse 12, it says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Oh, man, I'm just, oh, no. I'm so glad I'm in church tonight. The turkey's going on about Woodica's chocolate. He goes on about chocolate a lot. He's even talking about chocolate now. Jesus, help me. Man, so many people are like just are bummed out they're a Christian. Oh, I've got to be perfect. I've got to be 
got to do things right all the time. I remember saying to Desiree's sisters once, I used to be quite funny before I was a pastor. Eh? <laughs> they agreed. Twelve years ago, I thought I had to be perfect. Twelve years ago, I thought I had to be serious. Twelve years ago, I thought, oh, man, she's now I need to read my Bible. Don't get me wrong, I love Jesus. I used to, I used to go on the thing, quite a good thing, fake it till you make it. I'm just being honest. Five PMs about encountering Jesus. I needed to restore stuff in my life. Where's the joy? We get so bogged down sometimes on, you know. Yeah, I had a little bit of a rant this morning about some turkey doing a rally in Auckland last night, yesterday. Sorry, did I call him a turkey? Where's that joy? Where's that joy? I'm so serious. Jesus came to give us life and life in its fullness. I'm like, oh, come on, give God a clap of praise. Oh, well done. I'm not trying to mock tonight. I'm just like, where's that joy? What happens is our joy goes because axe heads drop. We, 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 we focus on the wrong things. We, fo- we forget about what Jesus has done in our world. And we ask, come on, God, where's that joy? Restore to me the joy of my salvation. He goes on and says, renew a right spirit within me. Isaiah 61 verse 7, it says, Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of all dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Come on, instead of shame, there's a double portion. And instead of dishonor, let's re- rejoice. In everything. I love I love the Bible. And it has and it still is a challenge because of dyslexia. But I've found out when you take time to stop and read the Bible, God speaks to you through your, the Holy Spirit. And I might not get through a whole lot of passages in a day. But the Holy Spirit talks to me through different ones. Because you might be a person who can just read books in two days. That's awesome. I celebrate that. And, and, and read them. But for me, God talks to me in just little bits and takes me a bit of time. But there's one passage of Scripture that I reckon we should all know. I reckon we should all slow down and, and listen to every now and then and even take a moment. And I'm so thankful of my journey of, in Christ. So as a little six-year-old, I used to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning, catch a bus, then a train, and then a bus, travel from Porirua into Wellington to go to this little school called St. Mark's. It was a blue uniform, and we all got called Smurfs by the Wellington College boys. Every now and then we'd get hung up, with our backpacks on and hooked onto the hooks on the bus. That's what life's about. Maybe. But at the school, I remember they taught us something. 
and it was St. Mark's Anglican Church School. And they taught us. They taught us this amazing prayer. And it just says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So nice reading it in the way that I learned it. In there it just says this, forgive us our debts. Excuse me as we forgive our debtors. It talks about sin. Forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. See, tonight, God's all about forgiving debt. God's all about restoring. God's all about lifting us up out of the miry clay. God's all about your situation. God's all about releasing joy into you, restoring joy. For the joy set before Him, the Lord endured the cross. Tonight, what could you believe for? What could you believe for a double portion miracle? And saying, Lord, restore. Lord, I believe there's a miracle tonight that this act head is going to flow. That, Lord, you're going to do something. See, here's the thing, number, number whatever, number one. What do you want restored? And be specific. See, here, here the, the man of God says, Elisha says, where did it fall? See, there's moments in your life you know where things fell. You know where a situation happened. You know exactly what went on. And you can say, Lord, tonight I want you here. I want you here. There might be a list of things, but take him to the place where you want him tonight. What do you want restored and be specific? And then bring it to Jesus. Bring the debt to Jesus. Bring the debt to Him. Because He endured the cross. He paid our price. He prayed, He paid for our debt. And then the last thing is believe for the miracle of restoration. Tonight, let's believe for the miracle of of restoration. Father, I pray right now that you'll be stirring faith in this room. That, Lord, you'd be stirring a moment where things that we felt are impossible and lost and gone. And, Lord, we're in debt or there's shame. Father, I pray that, Lord, right now tonight, even in these next few moments, Lord, that you're going to reveal, you're going to restore, you're going to enable us to restore joy into our spirit and faith to believe. Father, I pray tonight for your Holy Spirit to come and minister all the way through this room. Lord, we thank you for what you did on the cross, Jesus, and what you opened and what you where you made a way. Father, tonight come and move in this place. I pray in Jesus' name. So we're gonna finish, and I'm just gonna read you a few scriptures out of Psalm 53. Some of you may know this psalm, and sometimes it's a hard psalm to read. Oh, sorry, not Psalm 53, Isaiah 53. Sometimes it's a hard declaration is a hard prophetic part to read. I'm not going to read all of it. 
Psalm 53, verse 4, it says this. Yet it was our weaknesses He carried. It was our sorrows that weighed Him down. Another way, it was our accents. It was our moments of shame. It was our moments of disappointment. It was our moments that He carried on the cross for us. He goes on and He took it all on the cross, but He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed, restored to us health tonight, Lord. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on Him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet He never said a word. And it goes on, and read it in your own time, but I want to get to this verse, this scripture tonight. Verse 11, when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. See, tonight it's not about us focusing on the, our shame and our disappointments and our lack. What it's about is us saying, Jesus, I need you here. Jesus, I want you in this moment whether it's health, whether it's restoration whether it's shame, whatever it is Lord tonight come and meet me here because when he sees all that he paid for it brought satisfaction to Jesus if you were here this morning John chapter 10 verse 10 it says the devil comes to steal kill and destroy but Jesus says I have come to give you a life and a life that is satisfying Jesus knows the level of satisfaction that He paid for on the cross. And tonight, we can live in that same satisfaction because for the joy set before Him, He endured the cross so that all of our axe heads would float. All of our moments of disappointment, all of our moments of shame, all of our moments of trial will float tonight. All our moments of disbelief, all our moments of sadness can float tonight in the love of Jesus Christ. And so tonight, what are you believing for? As I said, the 5 p.m. is about coming to a place of encounter. Thank you, Aaron. Make room. Meet me here. God, you've got all my attention. you make this accent float again? Here's the thing, he can. Because he endured it all on the cross. So I'm not sure if the team can sing that chorus. I'm sure they can. But all of us has got an accent. But as we stand and as we sing this tonight, Say, Jesus, I need you here. This was the spot. This is where the axe head fell. The 
is where I want you tonight, Jesus. Come on, and just bring it to Him. You worship. You bring it to Him. Because He'll meet you here tonight. Come on, there's going to be a moment. We're just going to see it lift. You're going to see it restored. You're going to see it broken through. Lord, tonight, as we worship you, rise up, exhale, I pray.
Come on, pick it up. All this provision, come on, pick it up. Just pick it up. Hold it in your hand. His promise. You'll live a life that is full and satisfying. tonight we thank you for what you've been doing in our hearts we just hold in in our hands Lord your promise we just hold it Lord joy health other areas Lord we just hold it we just pick it up we hold that miracle in our hands pray into one area tonight. It's just into the area of belief. And in our head we can think, man, that's not going to happen. That axe head will never float again. It only floats through faith and it floats through the miraculous. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say there's some people here who have just lost belief in a certain area got faith in our other areas, but there's a, there's, you've lost a belief, or you're even using language going, this is how it is for me. And that language doesn't align up with the Word of God and the promises of God. And I really believe that God just wants to breathe belief back into you in this area. prays for rain and he sends the servant and the servant has to go every day or seven times sorry seven times trad going out looks on the horizon no rain seven times I, I love that story why there's seven days in a week so there's not one day we don't have to believe there's not one day not every day we're going to believe who's believing Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.